Hello, everyone. This is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. Where we get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we've got a great show for you. We have. We have Brian and Evan from the Sheepdogs. They are one of Canada's most successful bands, amassing a legion of fans worldwide with the rich harmonies, rounded guitar tones, and classic rock influence sound. All told, the band have scored nine top 20s, with six of those being top fives, and three singles taking the number one spot on Canadian rock radio. And we're excited to have them on our show. Yes. So welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. Hey, thanks for having us. What's up? <laughs> so as we get started here, um, how has COVID affected y'all and what y'all do? And what have y'all done to kind of maneuver through this crazy maze we have? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can't really well, do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of affected us in lots of ways. I think, you know, right out of the gate when things got announced, uh, you know, up around COVID and things started shutting down, we uh, – you know, we were set to make a record and go on a, a tour and, and and a bunch of different things, and that all kind of got canceled. So, I mean, the initial kind of effect is like you have all these things you're looking forward to and you're planning to do, and that all just went away and kind of just disappears into thin air. So, you know, coming out of that meant that we had to figure out, you know, when we could get together and when we could record and when we could do, uh, you know, different things. And outside of that, I mean, we're very much a live band, and the inability to to play pro not be able to play proper shows and things like yeah. that has been yeah. a real challenge. We did a few kind of drive-in shows last year, but, you know, oh, wow. we did, I think, four total shows last year, whereas, you know, the years previous, we would do 150 shows or more oh, wow. in a year. So very big difference for sure. And what are your thoughts, Evan? Uh, it's, it's Ewan, by the way, just uh, get that. <laughs> oh, Ewan. Gosh, okay. oh, it's um, Ewan. No worries. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, of all the things that are like not really possible during COVID, like, like rock and roll is so much about being in the room together, whether it's like yeah. us as a band being like, you know, eyeball to eyeball jamming wow, playing together. Yeah. Or like, you know, if you think about when you go see music live, like it's such a different feeling than listening to it or watching it on, on, the internet or tv like you gotta when you're in the room there's just magic happening uh and it's not just like witnessing it as a performer like as performers we feel the energy from the crowd and it kind of goes back and forth and you know that's of course you know you need to have people in, in a tight space stand shoulder to shoulder and that's like you know the last thing that we're able to do right now <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I see the future when you look at it. You know, a lot of people have been doing these online concerts where people buy tickets um, for the online concert. So I think the future is everything's going to be opening back up and artists are going to be able to do their live concert with people. But they're going to probably stream it for their online friends, too, now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that my feeling is that a lot of people are going to never want to watch an online concert again after having been forced to watch it during COVID. I think, you know, anything that's kind of happened in this last year is one of those things that I think a lot of people are going to try to forget and avoid. So, um, you know, but at the same time, it is interesting because it's sort of fast tracked, you know, some people that maybe were you know reluctant, even if it's like online shopping, seeing like a huge rise in people being more Apt to do online shopping and things like that. In the same way, that's beneficial to us because, you know, we are a live band, but there's a way that we can continue to push out what we do to places 
you know, not just where we're playing that night, but maybe there is a, a market for people to watch live stream, or maybe there's more people that are going to consume music online. That definitely helps us out. So I think it is, you know, it's fast track some people that maybe were reluctant to some of them yeah. said, I've never watched yeah. a show online and something does. So yeah, I mean, I think we're really open to it. Any way that we can continue to get our word out there <laughs> yeah. on us is yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. That's like for our show, you know, we launched um, January, 2020, right before the pandemic. And mm -hmm. our, our original plan was a hundred interviews our first year. And we thought, we thought we'd be pushing it if we could do that. Oh, and absolutely. then COVID happens. <laughs> and I told Sandy, I was like, you know what? As I kept watching everything get shut down. I was like, you know, this could be our silver lining. Yes. Um, Cause we are a virtual show. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, you know what? We just need, you know, artists like y'all are going to need a place to talk and we're going to give them that platform. And because of that, we stepped everything up and we did over 300 interviews last year and went almost 400 uh, now. Amazing. Well, yeah, there you go. That's wow. a perfect example. And, you know, it's great. It's, you know, allows us to be able to, you know, have a good outreach too, where we can be in different cities and we don't have to be in a city to do, to do press. And, you know, people are looking more to the internet to be able to yep. consume that stuff yeah. now too, which is cool. So tell us about your new EP, no, no Simple Thing. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, it's, we decided to do a little, a little EP as opposed to a big album just because uh, it's such an uncertain time in terms of like, you know, putting out a record and then trying to promote it, obviously, via doing things like this. But, you know, it's six songs. It's rock and roll, which is kind of in the style of, you know, what we've always been doing and like, you know, yeah. we kind of are unabashed fans of old school rock and roll, like the classic <laughs> era, you know, like going back to the days of guitar solos and mustaches and, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Like it's, <laughs> it's, we're not real precious. It's like feel good type of music, you know, where it's like Maybe real. Maybe think like, of that old time rock and roll song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bob Seger. <laughs> Bob Seger. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I graduated from the University of Bob Seger, so, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah. Well, someone asked a question. Are we are we supposed to read these questions? Can we see these? <laughs> I, she said, are you, uh, "Is she a top fan yet?" I'm, I'm guessing of our show because she's on our show. Yeah, we love Emily. <laughs> I thought she meant am I a ZZ top fan? The answer is correct. Uh, <laughs> no, we basically we're just we're we're like a bunch of uh, dudes that just loved like classic old school music, and uh, when we were going out as young guys, you know, 1920 we to go see bands play it was all this like sort of you know punk or sort of like emo stuff that wasn't really our taste so we wanted to start making music that was like our vibe and then yeah. you know yeah. however many years later we, we made a career out of doing it because it turns out there's a lot of people who love that kind of music and so it's just like feel good rock and roll music harmonies guitar solos ryan what am i leaving out here <laughs> well, that, that's pretty much that's it. it right? I mean, that's kind of we did. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to like making this new EP, we did it at a time when we had been apart for quite a long time, probably the longest in the career. We've been a band for a very long time, and we hadn't wow. you know, been apart wow. for a long time. So we got all together and made it, this record all in the same room, with the idea being like putting some of that energy in there. And I think for us, we want to come across that honestly. We don't want to put it on, but we want you know, like you had said, we make the music that we really like and. We put it out there, and that's a lot of what we did on this EP too. And isn't that what it's supposed to? You know, I know that some people may hate me for this. At least some people that are trying to mask things, so and pun intended. <laughs> um, but you know, music 
from the artist should be music that they love. It, it, should, it shouldn't yeah. be music for other people because you'll find your audience. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, it's a. I mean, it's music is a business to be plain, and and the changing landscape of music, especially since the internet, you know, kind of came out knocking, mm-hmm. has meant mm-hmm. that it's you know a little trickier. You got to hustle a little harder on the on the non music side of things, but. I mean, look, it's no secret that there's a lot of people out there that are just making music for money. But, you know, it's pretty great when you can kind of have it both ways, you know, like we really love what we do and and being able to sell tickets and sell records and get streams. Uh, you know, it's, good <laughs> to, uh, it's nice to you know feel confident that like the music that we're putting out to is like, you know, we're proud of it and we dig it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's changed a lot, you know, because when you added the streams part in it there, has you know, I'm not gonna say it's for the positive and negative, but it's changed a lot. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean it's funny because we were, you know, we started a as a band in two thousand four. Um, you know, just young guys making music and even the landscape of how that's changed in the last seventeen years is drastic. I mean, people listen to music on their phones and stuff like that, but at the same time, like <laughs> You know, it's pretty remarkable how you can, you know, used to be traditionally you needed to have a record label in Austria that's going to be pushing your music out there. And instead, if somebody likes rock and roll music, they can discover you and consume you and, you know, and be turned on to you. So it's a way that, you know, while there are drawbacks, it also is a like level the playing field in a lot of ways for people to just, you know, if people are fans of a certain type of music, no matter how niche it is, they're gonna you're gonna you know there's a platform for them to discover it. Whereas you know, growing up myself and I imagine you guys too, it's like we lived in a small city in the middle of nowhere. So if you wanted someone to tell you, that'd be like a friend <laughs> or a friend's brother or like a dude at a music store that'd be like, you gonna check this out? Like that was the only way you yeah. could really discover music. You don't necessarily um, you know, have to move now. Wow. Yeah, no, exactly. And you know, you and I, in, when high school, we're in high school when Napster became a thing, and it kind of changed the way that you could discover music. I mean, now people with YouTube and streaming and stuff, you can really go down a rabbit hole and discover all different types of music. And that's definitely a positive thing. It, you know, that yes, being said, I mean, big difference, you know, being a rock band now and being a rock band in 1971 where you can make millions of dollars selling records, that doesn't necessarily happen as easily. But you now know, the money made in the chores. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, tourings, tourings is where the money's at, for sure. But, and that uh, was the tough part happened. for y'all because you know oh, touring yeah. is where the money's at and then covid takes that away mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah well you know, i guess in theory we won't always be living with covid so uh you know thank god yeah. i can't wait to put it in their old rear view there <laughs> yeah, yeah, here, know, yeah. Sure. here in the u.s they just the cdc just yesterday made the announcement that if you're vaccinated no more masks so we're getting it. we're happy about that <laughs> yeah that's that sounds pretty reasonable to me we're unfortunately we're up here in Canada, we're a little behind. <clears throat> now, do yeah. y'all do shows in the U.S. too, or just Canada? Oh yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we've toured kind of all over the world, and we've been in the U.S. lots. I mean, that's kind of you know we're we're up here in Canada. We come down there all the time. Uh, you know, we it's one of those things where in uh, you know in in America we're maybe not as well known as we are in Canada, but there's definitely mm-hmm. you know, pockets of people that are aware of us and keep. Keep pushing that out there as much as we can. <laughs> well, we're guys open are here now, so y'all come on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're, you guys are in Nashville, is that right? Well, we're planning on moving to Nashville. We'll so we're in Savannah. Yes. We're actually based in Savannah, Georgia, right yeah, now. Yeah, we're in cool. Georgia, but we're eventually moving to Nashville. Nice. Uh, Savannah's cool. I've never been there, but it looks amazing. I we, we played Nashville many times, of course, in, in Atlanta as well. 
<clears throat> so as y'all know, you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of like ZZ Top, Def Leppard, and all the major oh, yes. um, artists, but they don't see the grind, the, you know, the struggles, the tears that it takes, not just right. to get to their level, but even a career level within music. And I always want to talk about that side of it, because I think a lot of people sugarcoat this side of it, um, <laughs> but it's a grind and a sacrifice. So let's go there a little bit. Tell us a little bit about the sacrifices y'all have made through the years and the struggles y'all have had to get to where even you're at now. Yeah, we, uh, well, I mean, for starters, like when we started as a band, we were playing, we're from a, a city called Saskatoon, which <clears> is in Saskatchewan, <throat> which is like sort of north of Montana, North Dakota. So it's very like, okay. you know, it's very isolated and, and <laughs> it's a big, big province. We don't have states, but it's like a, very, not very many people there. Like, I think it's the size of Texas, but there's like a million people there in the entire place. And, and wow. so we kind of like starting off in the middle of nowhere, we would drive really, really far distances, you know, in our van to go play in like Toronto and like big cities and stuff. Yeah. Um, and in those early days, it was a lot of like learning how to run a business, you know, like what do we do mm -hmm. to put gas in the car? How do we get booked at shows? You just like, call up a guy at a bar or you email a, a bar and get booked. And it's all these series of little steps that you got to take um, that sort of lead up to the, eventually when once, I mean, also all on the way, I should mention we sucked. So we had to like <laughs> play a lot of shows <laughs> to, to like slowly get better. But, you know, as we got better at playing, we learned a little bit of, you know, business along the way. And uh, it was really good because once we started to do big stages and start to get big opportunities, um, it wasn't like we were all wide-eyed. And I mean, we were a little bit, but like we had, you know, got our reps in, as they say, you know, like you yeah. Yeah. kind of warmed up to it. Yeah. But I think it's really important too. I mean, so much of, like you said, it, there's not the sugarcoated. I mean, that's like driving long distance in a van, sleeping on couches <laughs> or sleeping in a parking lot in your van. Like, you know, in, in Canada, it's like, trying to get to a show and driving through a blizzard that's through the mountains or, you know, those things. Mm -hmm. But I think on top of that, it's that, you know, very, very rarely do you play in a bar and there's like that guy that's like, you guys got it. I'm going to take you to the top. Like there's, that doesn't really happen. You know, like one of my favorite stories, speaking of that was um, a guy um, in Nashville singing a song and an unknown person walks in and tells him, um, you know, I like this song and I'm in Nashville to get a deal. And when I get a deal, I'm going to cut that song. And that was Garth Brooks telling the songwriter for the dance. <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, that, I mean, that's, I mean, Nashville's yeah. like that though. I mean, Nashville, you can walk into any bar in Nashville where music's going on and it's like, you'll see one of the best players you've ever seen. And they're probably getting paid a hundred bucks to just do it. Right. It's like, you know, that's a perfect example. I mean, that's, uh, you know, there's no real like, path to it but then there's it's about like yeah. Yeah. luck and putting in effort and kind of doing your thing and you know building your story and all those types of things it's you know but at the same time it's you do it because you love it it's no different yeah. if you yeah. want to become a football player and you spend all your time training or if you want to you know become a an accountant you know you work really hard in school to become an accountant whatever that thing is and so for us it's that thing where we were eye on the prize focused on what we do but it did it, you know for us, it took many, many, many years before even really getting a little bit of traction to happen. So that was a lot of that sleeping on couches and driving in a van. 
and that's and, and see, we get where y'all are coming from because you know we're chasing that same dream but a different platform because we want to be the Bobby Bones, the Ty Bentleys, the Kelly Clarkson shows out there down the road. So we've been, you know, really hammering it down. Like I said, we've done 400 interviews. We probably put in 40 hours a week specifically for oh. the show, and it don't make money yet. So we're having to balance. We're having yeah. to do side gigs here and there to stay afloat, and we're trying to build this brand. Uh, so right. I, that's why I love having inter people in entertainment come on because they really get what we're what we go through, and we get what they go through. I think it's a really syner great synergy. Yeah, I mean, everybody, most everyone has some story of, you know, starting with, uh, you know, yeah, like like you said, like you got a moonlight, you got to work regular jobs. Like, I don't know, we have been a band for 17 years and the first seven, I we were all working jobs until we finally were able to quit because we made it. Enough wow. to, to quit. Um, yeah, but I mean, look, it's like, like, if you go, if you really want to do it, you'll go through that, that period. Yeah. And if you don't, Absolutely. then you'll give up and you'll do something else or you'll just be a schmo working in a box factory. <laughs> like, like, like I remember a quote that said, um, it, it, uh, if you want it bad enough, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's flip the script the other way now. We talked a little bit about the sacrifice and the struggle side. Let's talk about the glory side. Um, tell us a few moments where you're like, wow, we as a band got to do that. Hmm. Uh, Ryan, you got any? Uh... Yeah, I was gonna say there's lots, lots of things. I mean, it goes from small things like we got to play various festivals and things mm -hmm. that we you know we always wanted to go to, you know, like Coachella or Lollapalooza or you know oh, well. Glastonbury Festival or Bonnaroo. Uh, you know Bonnaroo in, in Tennessee. I mean, being on a stage and seeing your name with on the same bill. I'm, in the backstage area with some people that are like your heroes and things like that. I mean, that's incredible. But, you know, at the same time, there's like some great moments that are very simple, like talking about how people could find your music anywhere. I mean, when you're a musician, you don't really know who's listening to your music. Like, I know who I'm listening to, but I don't know who's listening to our songs or whatever yeah. for the most part. Yeah. But then, you know, we go to somewhere like Germany or France and you know you can't speak to anyone because you don't speak the language uh, but yet they all sing your songs back to you and those are those aren't like Special moments mother. that are like monumental but they're moments that are special because you see someone who can't speak english or barely speak english that's singing your you know your songs back at you while you're performing on stage and like you know that's a pretty cool moment that's wow. a very glorious moment that you know you're seeing that your music is is reaching somebody even who speaks a different language. So yeah, no, I think there's there's lots of things like that. I mean, we've got to share the stage with lots of really cool people. We've got to record in cool places and you know see our record in cool places and stuff like that. See our wow. songs in movies and TV shows and <laughs> on mm -hmm. paired with sports and things like that. But yeah, that's I mean, there's a lot of different things we can go on that side of things. Any other thoughts for you? Yeah, I, it's for me. It's like Ryan ran down a great list but i guess it'd be like i uh, just as a i'm a you know i grew up a, a real music nerd like <laughs> listening to albums reading history of, of rock and roll and like biographies and like just learning about all the different bands and different movements and styles so like i'm a real nerd so like when i i don't know like somebody posted recently like a picture where they had 
all of our albums, like even like this little oh, like, wow. singles oh, and rarities and stuff. And it's just cool because it's like, you know, anyone can like get a CD made and then they have like, you know, 900 copies in their bedroom closet or whatever. But like, uh, it was just really cool to like, you know, the people care enough about it you know, music that we make that they're like collecting it. And, and it's just the fact that we have all these albums that we've made, it's just really cool. Like, it, I feel like I'm a real life, you know, musician or something. Like, part of the <laughs> uh -huh. Being in, in the industry so long, um, what's surprised you the most? Uh, famous people are short. <laughs> i'm six foot three and i'm like every time we meet a famous person they're like five like an actor or something they're like five, uh, yeah five to seven or something i'm five seven so i guess i've got uh, yeah. Yeah. you got it you got it man you yeah there you go you're you. ready to be a celebrity that's great <laughs> yeah. we just it looks so big on screen right like they just looks you know i don't know what it is yeah, no, I, I think that, uh, you know, we always, people are always like, wow, you guys are so tall. I mean, we're, to me, I didn't think, I mean, I don't feel like I'm tall. I'm only six feet tall, but we, yeah, we meet a lot of people that think we're like a big, tall band. So, unless we're, you know, we, we have a few friends who have played like in the NBA and stuff. That's a different story. We bet we feel small in those situations. Most wow, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, as y'all know, a lot of people, they see y'all as the artists, but they don't see the teams behind y'all. And in our opinion, they don't get the love no. they deserve. So in, on our show, they do. So if you want to take a few moments just to tell us about the team that helps y'all do what you do. I'd like to introduce you to, to Ryan Gullen here. Yeah, Ryan's <laughs> not just our base, he's not just our bass player. He also is, is our manager. And, oh, wow. uh, so on that front, we got kind of a unique situation where we got managed within the band. Uh, Which is good. It is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ryan, what, who else do we have? Well, I mean, I was going to say, we, you know, we do a lot of things ourselves. Like Ewan produces our records. You know, I do the management. I, you know, do, we do like a lot of different, our own video stuff. I mean, we basically have always been in the mindset that like, no one's going to care as much as you. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, find people to work with that will help you execute those things. But, you know, you're going to put the most work forward. So, yeah. Um, you know, we have, obviously people at our label that you know help us put things out you know between you know I would, you know you guys would have talked to dave selling our publicist maria galisi is like our marketing manager our project manager um you know steve cody is our radio guy uh tom darcy, you know, yeah yeah tom darcy is, you know does a lot of stuff for us audio wise Dunlap. um yeah matt dunlap is you know our photographer and does all our design work and all those types of things you know, we, we have agents, you know, in, you know, different territories, Alex Bruford and you know, Pete and Julian, but yeah, I mean, it's like a lot of it, we've sort of like made a, a good team of good people that can kind of like help us out, but we sort of steer the ship as much as yeah. possible because that's what we want. Uh, we want to see our vision, you know, come to life and not have, you know, other people sort of clouding that. So. And that's key. You know, a lot of people don't get this, but that's key is mm -hmm. when you're building that team, you know, I think it's good for artists to do it all themselves at the beginning, because now you know what to look for in but team yeah. members, because you want the team members that believe in your vision, not you, their vision. Mm -hmm. that's Absolutely. And I think, yeah, no, I, and I think it's like, you're never going to know how you, how you want things done until you do it. It's like, I, I a lot of young artists when I talk to them and they ask me about who, you know, who should I get to be our manager? Who should I get to be our agent? And I'm like, don't like 
do it yourself. And so, you know, you're never going to know, hold people accountable to what you, you know, what you want until you know how to do it. Like you're not going to be able to do it. So we've had many people work for us over the years and, and, and different things like that. And the, the key has always been that we have an idea of what we want and we sort of know how to get there. So we can kind of push it that way. Cause I think, you know, we booked all our own shows before we had agents, you know, manage the band before we had various managers. And, um, you know, I think it's, that's really important. Uh, and it's in any walk of life. I think it's important if you're going to be, you know, hiring people, uh, you know, <laughs> well, you definitely want to have uh, an idea of what you want them to do. Yep. There's a question. What was the news yeah. for keeping loving you for keep loving you? Yeah, we have a new single. It's called uh, keep on loving you. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what the title was for a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's just kind of a bad, like, you know, if you, when you have a love that's very important and it's, it's like threatened by something, you know, what, what are you going to do to kind of stand up and uh, protect it? It's very vague, you know, but I want people to be able to apply it to their lives, however it is applicable. And it's like we all have things that we love and, and at times, you know, something might happen catastrophic, uh, you know. Oh, he froze. Up. Oh, might have lost him. <laughs> I can pick up where he left off. <laughs> you there? Yes. Oh, oh, there, there you are. We hear you now. You're frozen now. He froze again. Froze again. Oh. So you can go. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just talking about, you know, the idea of, uh, you know, fighting for that thing that you, you know, maybe you don't realize that. Maybe you don't realize you love something as much as you do, and yeah, then when you almost lose it, you have to fight for it and kind of, yeah. you know, yeah. You come, yeah, that kind of idea. Love that. Now, are you back? No, I think he's still frozen. Gotta love that. You know, that, that's the that's the one crazy thing about technology. It, it just, is. You know, it's you great when know. it works, and it's horrible yeah. when it don't. Yes. I know. I mean, it's yeah. It's, it's also being live, so we can. Uh, Maybe he's got a better connection. Oh, yeah. There you are. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, I was giving this grand explanation. Was, was that your all's way of telling me to shut up or what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> the universe. <laughs> That's, That's funny. funny. And, and you know, speaking of team members, we have a mm -hmm. third co host, our little nine year old, that we, we do. bring on the show to ask a few questions. So Sandy's going to go get him real yes, quick. Yes, I will get him. Okay. And we've, and we've got a two-year-old daughter that when she gets older, she'll be plugged in the show too because we are a family affair. I love it. And what's funny is we even created the name Family Affair Media for the company. Oh, there that's amazing. Go. Right? Got the family <laughs> all together. That's great. Yeah, it's like we Which had was, a, a company mm -hmm. we called Full Beard Company. Our, <laughs> oh, that makes sense. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's our family. Uh, gotta love that. <clears throat> so while we're waiting on them, um, what's a crazy moment that's happened? Oh man, I never know what to say to these because it's like there's some stuff that happens that's pretty <laughs> ribald. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, if I, I'll keep it a little more uh, not so dark, but I, yeah. we've had a lot of stuff happen where we like. You know, we, especially in our early years, we spent so much time driving around in vans and we would just get uh, 
either we'd break down all the time or we'd, we'd get our windows smashed out and just like constantly getting broken into and stuff stolen. Wow. And, uh, you know, fun, just fun stuff like that. <laughs> all right, new new dude. Uh, yes, uh, hi, hi, you in, Ryan, right, so what's your favorite food? All right, <laughs> good question. I love food. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I love Vietnamese food. I, I eat that food more than anything else, like uh, pho or pho, as they say. Like the the noodle soup, roll like you know. Yeah, uh, that's my I, I think my favorite my favorite is Thai food. So I'll, I'll go right. with a different. Yeah, definitely love love me some Thai food. And what's yours? Mine is pizza. <laughs> nice. Very solid food. I love pizza. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> yeah, good pizza. Okay, so uh, what's your favorite TV show? I think my favorite uh, TV show is Curb Your Enthusiasm. You ever seen that one? That's a good one. Larry David, oh, wow. that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'd go with, uh, you probably haven't seen this one because you're a little too young, but The Sopranos <laughs> is my favorite show. Ooh. That's a good <laughs> one. <laughs> You'll watch it when you're older. SpongeBob. Nice. I like SpongeBob. Nice. I, I dressed been... up as SpongeBob for Halloween one year. Oh, wow. Uh, you did yeah. last he year. did last year. Yeah. Nice. That's great. And of course, everybody knew who he was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's been cool with our show is because we bring on artists and actors both that he, we, he watches a lot of Nickelodeon shows. Sure. So we've been able to bring on a lot of people from his shows onto our show. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Mm-hmm. Next. Okay. What's your favorite movie? Oh, uh, oh, that's a good question. It changes a lot because I know I'm not very good at. I don't really have a favorite. I'd say I have so many different ones that I like. I really like. Uh, I like The Godfather. How about that? That's a good yeah. classic. Classic. Yep. classic. I think one of my my favorites is Gran Torino. Ooh. Oh, good. Yeah. What's yours? Mine is mine is a Minion movie. Minion. <laughs> nice. That's yeah. awesome. Okay. I mean, he loves the minions. Yes, and, and I'm, yeah, I'm going to be dressed up as a minion this year. For Halloween. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so he's going to be a minion this year. Our two-year-old will be a little princess So this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While we can control that, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. All right. Bye. Thanks. Yeah. Nice to see you. Meet you. <laughs> yeah, he's been in almost every episode and, you know, he gets upset when he can't be on an episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he loves That's it. <clears throat> so if y'all could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? That's a good question. Uh, man, I don't know. Like, I think that uh, McCartney, Paul McCartney is, like, probably my favorite songwriter. Wow. Um, and he's just, I mean, the guy's written, like, 200 good songs. So. Uh, him or uh, I, he's passed away. Uh, uh, Leon Russell is just like wow. a is, wow. is a hero of mine, uh, and you know, just a you know, wild man from Tulsa, and and just a really great songwriter and interpreter. And then maybe uh, I go Alan Toussaint, who was from New Orleans, and produced like everybody from like the Meters to Doctor John, oh, wow. played on like Fats Domino's records and like. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, well, you was a songwriter in the band, so I'll let him answer that question. I, <laughs> I agree. So um, this probably has a thousand answers. Oh, at least. Um, what is a song you've heard that you wish y'all wrote? 
Hmm. I think it's gotta be real. I feel like it's gotta be a simple song. I think like proud Mary by, uh, John Fogarty from Creedence wrote that one. It's just so simple, mm -hmm. really simple lyrics and chords, but it, that's kind of the beauty of it when it's like, oh, that's not hard to write at all. But like, yeah, you write it. But yeah, there it is. Just, yeah. There it is. Yeah. It's like, that's what, for <laughs> me, that's the beauty. And it just says, it really like, in a real, a few words, it really evokes like a, a time or a place, a feeling. It's uh, it's just kind of a master, a master class instead of like understated uh, songwriting. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, where do y'all want to be in five years? What's the plan? Uh, hopefully not doing <laughs> zooms and out on stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think what we always want to be doing is just moving things forward. So yeah. continue doing what we're doing. I mean, there's not really any sort of aspirations that like, well, in five years we want to have our own TV show or we want to be actors in movies or whatever. I mean, it's always been the same. We want to just keep doing what we're doing, doing it on a bigger scale and finding more people that are like-minded, that like the same music we do and keep making money doing so, so we can keep keep moving that forward. Love that. Right. And how would you describe your music to someone who's never heard it before? Uh, it sounds like Friday night, uh, this first, cracking of a beer on a summer barbecue combined with, uh, I don't know, <laughs> I'm all over the place here. Brian, bring it home. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I mean, we, we like to say we make good time rock and roll. So if you, it pairs well with the good time. So whatever that good time is for you, whenever you're like not doing your job and you're kicking back and, and enjoying it. And, you know, being from Canada, so much is focused around summer because, it's cold <laughs> up here in the winter time, right. so we uh, we we often we often pair ourselves with that you know that idea of being in the backyard you know with your family and friends and having some beers or cooking out or whatever. It's like that kind of thing. Love I that. love that. And what would you all like your legacy to be? What would you ultimately like to be known and remembered for? I think just uh, sort of the the ultimate would be like a beautiful body of work in terms of like records and you know albums and songs but also like you know memorable live shows so it's really about the two i guess like oh man mm -hmm. I, I love this album that album this song and when they did this and then oh i saw them play here it was tremendous i saw like you know i want those memories because that's like our favorite bands it's always like you know favorite records favorite shows absolutely yeah, I think it's all about kind of like not striving for that, like, oh, the, the most records sold or the, you know, whatever, the most number ones or anything like that. For us, the, the, the victories are just being able to continue what we do. Doing what you love. You know, yeah, and being respected for it, being, having, you know, having an impact on people through what we do and being proud of what we do. I think, you know, for us, that's what it's all about. So outside of music, what do y'all like to do? Hobbies and stuff. Uh, I like cooking and I like grilling and uh, I, I really like football. I'm, I'm very into American <laughs> football. <laughs> down there. Uh, Who's your favorite team? I root for the Raiders. So, uh, they moved to Vegas now, but it's kind of an arbitrary pick. The people in Canada usually just sort of pick a team to cheer for. And, uh, <laughs> <they go. laughs> yeah. 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 No, I'm, I'm, 
we're we're both into sports. I love baseball. Uh, you know, obviously Toronto Blue Jays is our is our team, uh, uh, yeah. the, the Canadian team. Uh, you know, I'm really into motorcycles. I own a couple motorcycles, and I'm a terrible mechanic, but I try to do what I can with them. And uh, you know, mm-hmm. outside of that, I enjoy the same things. I enjoy cooking. I enjoy you know, I uh, I do a lot of video kind of stuff, so I'm really into different kind of types of videography and things like that, making things for other friends' bands or other friends or whatever, that kind of stuff, so the stuff that I do. Well, I love that. <clears throat> so let's say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing and they've got something special. As Simon Cowell would say they have that it factor. They let's say they've played 40 or 50 shows and they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side. Now this would be pre-COVID advice, so keep yeah. that in mind. <laughs> always gotta kind of say yeah, that. that. Um, but they've played, they've gotten on stage, like what every artist says, that stage bug where they look over the crowd, the crowd's warring for them, and they just know they're in the right place. And they come to y'all and they say, I know I am supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next few years? I mean, this is very vague, but it's hard to be specific when it's just a hypothetical, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. Just, just do it. Like, go and do it. Like, you can do all the, like, researching or, like, who should I talk to? Or it's good to ask advice and those kinds of things. But you got to do it. You got to go out and make mistakes and learn from them. And uh, and just you got to get your reps. Like I said, like, you, you're going to learn way more doing it that way. And you know, if you plug away, you're going to just learn so much, whether it's just sort of that, like all the little things you learn along the way, whether it's business or even your craft, you know, learning to perform live requires a lot of, uh, it's, it's, it's nervous you know, or nerve wracking. So you need to kind of learn the ins and outs of that. Like the first times you go on stage, you're all like, Oh, what do I say between songs? What do I do with my hands and everything? And it's like, now you just go on stage and you're just on stage. You're comfortable. You don't, you just got to do it, man. You got to get out there and do it. Totally. And I think that you're going to learn so much more. A lot of people will kind of wait and, you know, be like, I'm going to wait for the right show or wait for the right tour or wait for the right record producer to make a record. But, you know, it's not, <laughs> not it's not worth waiting around. It's better to just get out there and do it uh, and make mistakes. It's better to make mistakes when no one's paying attention than making mistakes when people are paying attention. So exactly. make, go out there and make mistakes while you, you know, while you can and, and nobody's going to be complaining about it. I think that's that's really yeah. important. I think like you and said, plan a show and you'll meet, you'll see another songwriter and that will help you with your craft or you'll see another, you know, you'll meet somebody that will add, you know, you got to build that story. It's like, there's a web of things that are going to lead you to what, you know, where you're going. It's important to kind of start spinning that web for sure to get yourself to where you end up. You know, that's like our show, you know, the whole 2019, I kept saying, we're going to launch this show, launch a show. And we never, we procrastinated that whole year. So long. Finally, at the end of the year, I was like, you know what? In December, let's set a date, January. And we picked January 3rd because my mom passed away years ago and her birthday is January 3rd. I was like, you know what? We're going to launch January 3rd, 2020. And we're going to, we're going to honor her in that show. So I felt like if I, if I did that, I wouldn't back out of it. Yeah, (laughs) and we just did it. And like you said, you know, you every show you do, you we've learned a little here, a little there. I've learned um, what to ask, what not to ask, just different things through through the years. And so you don't do that until you do it. (laughs) 
That's yeah, no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's good. And it, yeah, I think, you know, nothing like the present. I mean, it's good and important to like think about what you're going to do and things like yeah. that. But no, yeah, I agree. Course. I think that's the way to go. I mean, you're only going to get that experience if you go out there and do it. And like they say, if you're going to, every successful person has to fail. So if you're going to fail anyway, fail fast and fail often so that you reach yeah. success at a faster pace. 100%. And you're going to fail at some point. So tell everybody how they can reach out to you and connect with you. Sure. I mean, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. You, you know, you get music. So we're on all the different streaming and YouTube and, and everything like that. You know, Facebook, Instagram, all everything. It's all just the sheepdogs on all those things. And yeah, we got lots of, if this is the first time you're hearing about us, we got many albums worth of music to explore. And then also we have a new record coming out May 28th at six new songs. And uh, one of those songs, Keep On Loving You, is out right now. So that's uh, that's where you can find us. We're, we're everywhere you find other musicians <laughs> and music. So any final words for everybody? Yes. Uh, yeah, I have a final question for you guys. Is that okay. brick wall real? No, it's TV magic. Green screen. Green screen. My back, my backdrop looks yeah. not as good as yours. It's just like a wall. <laughs> yeah, and in fact, what's funny about yeah. this is with the Streamyard, you can even um, do this. See if you um, which has been crazy, but I could see there. We can be in Nashville too. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, like there you that. go. <laughs> <laughs> but for you know, for now until in fact, eventually I'll probably put sponsors up here. Yeah, oh, nice. in that space. You know, because there's That'd a lot you can do with the with the back wall, so that that way we can show the sponsors, hey, you know, we're trying to help y'all out, so they can keep them on right. board eventually. <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah, right on. That looks like there's one last look- question. Yeah. Oh. What? Well, you know what? What NHL team do we like? This is an embarrassing thing because when you're a Canadian, you're supposed to like hockey and neither you and I are big hockey fans. I grew up playing <laughs> wow. hockey, uh, but I sort of like grew out of it after I was, I think I played hockey until I was about 14 and I stopped. When I was a kid though, uh, the Vancouver Canucks were my team. Uh, oh, wow. uh, yeah, again, we were from a town that didn't have its own NHL team. So you kind of just, much like you had said about football, you kind of just picked a team. So yeah, Vancouver Canucks were my team back in the, back in the day. Uh, mm-hmm. My old man was a Canadiens fan, so he is. I made him sound like he's dead. He's still alive. Uh, he's a Canadian. <laughs> he likes Montreal, so uh, go Habs. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. And, you know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today. We, we look did. forward to having you all back down the road for more updates. Yeah, thanks so much. Appreciate it, guys. Good luck That's with awesome. the show. We'll look forward to come back and uh, see it grow. Sounds great. Sounds great. Yeah. All right. Take and care. Thanks, guys. Peace. Thanks.